Welcome to day 86 of Shaped by the Word, season three, the story of the prophets. We left off yesterday with a, uh, a threat from Sennacherib where he came and began to just boast of his strength, boast of his military prowess, and and really began to kind of confront the Lord. Uh, you know, he's mocked God's people, but in doing so, he's also mocked God himself. And, and so we saw this great prayer from Hezekiah, Hezekiah where he just went before the Lord in the Lord's temple and, and said, man, you know what's happening. Um, you're sovereign over all things. And, and so would you deliver us from the hand of the Assyrians, which, I mean, you know, for for Judah and for the, for the people of God, this is a big deal because Assyria is a towering enemy. But it, but in light of who God is, it's such a small a small you know, foe, no, not even a foe. Um, and so he goes before God and says, you know, would you rescue us for your name that, that all the kingdoms of the earth would know that you are Lord. And so we're going to get God's response uh, in our passage today. We're going to see some great ironies um, and, and it'll be a lot of fun. But before we dive in, you know, we want to do, as Pastor Paul says, um, <laughs> what we always do, we want to pray, ask the Lord to bless our time and, and his word. And, and so Katie, would you pray for us? Sure. Father, you are sovereign. We recognize that you are a sovereign God. You are a powerful God. Um, you are holy and set apart. And um, to even get to come before you is such a gift that you've given us. Uh, to be able to open up your word is such a gift that you've chosen to even reveal yourself to us. Um is so good and so help us to see the the beauty um, in all these things, this opportunity we have to to read your word together and to respond to it together. Um, would it not just be a time of, of reading words on a page, but would it be a time of fellowship with you, Lord, and a time of, of conviction and um, transformation by your spirit? Um, as we come to your word, Lord, would you humble our hearts? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Isaiah 37, verse 21. Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent a message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Because you have prayed to me concerning Sennacherib, king of Assyria, this is the word the Lord has spoken against him. Virgin daughter Zion despises and mocks you. Daughter Jerusalem tosses her head as you flee. Who is it you have ridiculed and blasphemed? Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes in pride? Against the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers you have ridiculed the Lord. And you have said, With my many chariots I have ascended the heights of the mountains, the utmost heights of Lebanon. I have cut down its tallest cedars, the choicest of its junipers. I have reached its remotest heights, the finest of its forests. I have dug wells in foreign lands and drunk the water there. With the soles of my feet I have dried up all the streams of Egypt." Have you not heard? Long ago I ordained it. In days of old I planned it. Now I have brought it to pass, that you have turned fortified cities into piles of stone. Their people drained of power, are dismayed and put to shame. They are like plants in the field, like tender green shoots, like grass sprouting on the roof, scorched before it grows up. But I know where you are and when you come and go and how you rage against me because you rage, because you rage against me and because of your insolence. Uh, because your insolence has reached my ears, I will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth, and I will make you return by the way you came. This will be the sign for you, Hezekiah. This year you will eat what grows by itself, and the second year what springs from that. But in the third year sow and reap, plant vineyards and eat their fruit. Once more a remnant from the kingdom of Judah will take root below and bear fruit above. For out of Jerusalem will come a remnant, and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. 
Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria. He will not enter this city or shoot an arrow here. He will not come before it with a shield or build a siege ramp against it. By the way that he came, he will return. He will not enter this city, declares the Lord. I will defend this city and save it for my sake and for the sake of David, my servant. Then the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, there were, there were all the dead bodies. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, broke camp and withdrew. He returned to Nineveh and stayed there. One day, while he was worshiping in the temple of his god Nisroch, his sons Adam, uh, Adram, Melech, and Sharazar killed, killed him with the sword, and they escaped to the land of Ararat. And Esar, Esarhaddon, his son, succeeded him as king. So there we go. We, we've got, um, we've got uh, Sennacherib boasting in his power, boasting in his um, might over, over and against God's people and against God himself. And Hezekiah prays, and then God responds. And he says, do you not know that I'm the sovereign one? I'm the holy one of Israel. And, and he says, you know, you're boasting in these things, but who do you think planned these things long ago? You know, and, and there's a, a great irony in this text that, you know, Sennacherib came to Israel saying, you know, hey, we're going to lead you out with hooks. As cap, you know, we're going to put hooks in your mouth and we're going to, you know, or your nose and bits in your mouth and we're going to lead you out um, back into our land and you know, take you in to, to be, um, you know, slaves, slaves. and exiles. And, and yet God says, no, I'm going to do that to you. I'm mm-hmm. going to, I'm going to do this to, to the, the foes of Israel. And so, um, you know, some great ironies in the text, but it, again, it's just reminding us that God is truly the sovereign one, um, not just of Israel, but the sovereign one, you know, in the world and, and whatever he does. And whatever he pleases, he does, and nothing can stand against him. And so we have a great response. Um, you know, as we read this, what are some things that stand out to you? Oh, I think it's just funny and in, in a certain way. Just, you know, like anytime the, the Lord, he always seems to kind of have a little of that like, oh, wow, good job, buddy. Like you cut down a big cedar, you know, like, you know, like we, we the things we do and even how the king of Assyria viewed himself as like, I am amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm a pretty cool, awesome dude. And then yet, you know, the Lord kind of just is mocking him, you know, like, wow, you did that. That's a really big, like, what are you talking about? Like, and, you know, I always think back to, to in Job, you know, when, when the Lord kind of rightfully boasts about, you know, here's what I do. Here's what I've done. And when we look at that, I mean, how can that not cause us to, to stand in awe of who he is? And so I always, and even, especially even as Matt was reading, like, this doesn't make me just like, oh, this king, he, he's an idiot. It makes me think, man, our God is so big mm-hmm. and he is so, and he knows he's, 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 he's ordained this. He's planned this. He knows where he's going. He knows where he's going to come and go. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so, yeah, it is such a reminder of, of the bigness of God, which I know I often need in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause obviously things and worries and, and things like that can often become the big things in my life. And I need, not those things to be the big things, but the Lord, the Almighty, um, the one who who accomplishes these great deeds. I need Him to be the big one in my life, and and these are always good reminders for my heart. Mm. I was talking to the kids the other day about um, they they heard the gospel on Sunday morning um, when we were recording this. The past Sunday morning, they both got to hear um, about the crucifixion of Jesus, and we were talking about how um, just the the people were mocking Jesus and they put a crown of thorns on his head. Actually, Joe said a, uh, a thorn headband. 
Maybe. I was like, oh, a crown of thorns. Uh, it was cute. And um, so we're talking about this. And and I mentioned, like, did you know that all of that was in God's plan? Like, even though they were doing all these things, it was all a part of God's plan. And I think that's such a huge thing for them and for us to remember and to know is that even terrible things that are happening, God is still um, in control of all of it and he is with us in all of it and he is using it for his glory. And um, this is just a reminder of that. Like the biggest enemy to Judah at this time would you I mean, wouldn't you say that it would be Assyria in this, this moment? moment? Yeah. And th- this is the worst thing that they could possibly imagine to happen to them. And yet to God, he's like, anything that you have done, I have ordained it. Anything that you could possibly do that is such a big deal to you, I have planned it and I made it happen. So, so what a comfort that is to Judah what a comfort that is to God's people and what a comfort it is to us to remember that our God, since we are in Christ, we are, we are considered his people, his children. And so this sovereign God is, is a God who deeply loves us, which means that this kind of defense that he brings for his people is the defense he has brought for us. And really the biggest defense is, is of course, Christ. I mean, he, that is how he has defeated our biggest enemy. And so I find such comfort in that. Um, and I, it's something that I just want to remind myself and remind our children of, um, often is like any of this stuff that's happening, it's nothing compared to what God can do and is doing and has done in Christ. So it's, it's such good stuff. Really, really yeah. Amazing. And, th- and that's the response. I mean, God says, you know, Sennacherib and Assyria, they will not march on my people. You know, mm-hmm. instead I will lead them away as they intended to lead my people away. I will step up and defend them. And you have to love what, you know, he says here. Because there's still a, some some tension here is there's still sin abounding in God's people that he's mm-hmm. not pleased with. And <laughs> he says, you know, I will save a remnant. There, There is yeah. from Jerusalem a remnant will come. Um, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. He says, I will defend this city, not because there's just a tremendous amount of righteous people in the city, but I will defend it for the sake of David, you know, and mm-hmm. for my sake. And, and and that just reminds us, we're talking about, you know, God defending us, that, that God saves us for the sake of Jesus Christ, you know, because of what Christ has done our, on our behalf. And so there's great comfort in that. And, and there's great comfort that will come from God's people, not so much because of what's in them, but because of who God is, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's where we want to point our eyes and, and our affections is, you know, on this God, a God who is sovereign, a God who is is good, a God who um, takes up the cause of his people, not, you know, because of our righteousness, but because of the righteousness of another, mm-hmm. you know, and, and lean on him. Um, and so that's that's our passage. We'll, we'll meet another enemy um, <laughs> coming up. But uh, before we get there, let me pray for us. Father, we do thank you that you are the sovereign one, the holy one of Israel, the one who um, acts for for your sake, for the sake of David, for the sake of um, Christ. And, and Father, we thank you for the salvation and the grace we have in him. Would we rejoice in that today? Would we marvel in all that you've accomplished on our behalf, uh, Father? And would we glorify you? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Yeah.